All right, game two wrapped up. The Miami Heat won against the Celtics. Trent's here to join me to quickly recap this emergency pod. What's up, man? Oh, a lot. Holy shit. Yeah, let's get right into it, dude. Let's um, let's not waste any time. Look, game one, they go into Boston. They win. Um, it was pretty unbelievable. Game two, they go in. They're down. Um and they just somehow find a way to win. Let's talk about uh, game two first since it's fresh. But, dude, what what <laughs> where do we start? Let's start from the beginning. They have a, I believe, what a four point lead to go into halftime, and then and then they they you know they they're going up and down, up and down. Fourth quarter comes, obviously. Grant Williams hits a three, story of the game, and then talk shit. And Jimmy Butler is laughing it off, drives in. Gets the N one, talk shit in, in Grant Williams' face, and honestly, he was a field of fire. I mean, they took another level when that happened, and they grind out a win. Gabe Vincent hit some tough shots. Uh, shout out to Caleb Martin for with twenty five points. Uh, what a game, man! I I'm gonna I, my thoughts are all over the place just because of what I was I just witnessed, but I'm I'm gonna try to stay organized. But yeah, sure. Um, going into the seat in, into the series, I said, you know, the 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 things that are, are gonna get the keep a heat alive and push them through the series was going to be bad. So for Jimmy to play in the elite level, for yep. Bam to contribute offensively and for the team to make their threes. And Jimmy's been doing that. I don't even Bam these first two games is just like what an improvement we've seen from him this series compared to the Boston series last season. Like Bam is a complete different player than he was last offseason or last uh, postseason against the Celtics. He's playing out of his mind, playing like the best defensive center in the league, playing yep. like a top four offensive center in the league. He just looks incredible, making plays all over the floor. Um, and while I don't think we shot that great from the three tonight, I don't think it was anything in particular, particularly special. A lot of guys made big threes. Struce hit big threes. Duncan hit big threes. Um, Caleb, obviously, huge threes. And Caleb was, I mean, obviously – Jimmy and Bam are, are going to get all, a lot of the credit, but wow, man, Caleb Martin, just like, just what a performance. Just they couldn't stop him. He also made big plays defensively as well as offensively. Um, but this is just such a dangerous team. It, it is a, such a complete team. Just so many different guys contributing, making big shots. Gabe Vincent struggled most of the game. Still comes in at crunch time in the fourth in the last 90 seconds. It's a huge step back on Jason Tatum just butter. Um, and it's just like, this is what a, com a complete team looks like on both sides of the floor. Yeah. It's pretty impressive, man. I remember we, uh, a couple of days ago when we did uh, the beginning of the outlook for each series, we talked mainly about the heat, but, but bam had to step up. If they want any chance to win. You know, Jimmy was going to show up, but bam offensively last series was okay, but defensively it was there, but this series really turned to notch. She's really stepped up. The best two um, players in this series on both teams is Jimmy and Bam. Yeah, playing than anybody on the Celtics. So I mean, we saw we've seen in two straight games Tatum and Brown just no shows in the fourth quarter. Absolutely yeah. no shows. Tatum, if Tatum didn't get these phantom calls from the West, the ref <laughs> probably would have had zero points or maybe two points in the fourth quarter. He didn't make yeah. a jump shot. Didn't make a field goal. They were all free throws, which at the very least two of them were handed to him by the ref because Bam played excellent defense that they called the foul and, and crunched that. Yeah, it got to the point where Bam and Jimmy were literally laughing just because they just couldn't believe the calls. But, oh, my God. Don't, don't, don't even get me started on good ones. 
Yeah, we're going to get through all this, but let, let's let's I talked about how coaching was so big in this series and Joe Mazzula showing it, dude. Yep. Rookie head coach. And I, I've, it's just so hard to be in these situations and Eric Spolster is shining the moment. And, you know, he's doing a good job because he's starting Duncan Robinson in crunch time minutes. I mean, he's played almost half the fourth quarter. Defensively, he's not there, but he really believes in his players, man. That that goes to show how far you, you his know, team can go, man. I I, I think that Walmart's I don't think this game is on him. I think he actually executed a pretty decent game plan with yeah. when Miami went zone. He kept running the high pick and roll, which Miami struggled to defend for most of the game. Um, I, I, I don't want to say this game was on Missoula because I think Missoula did enough for the Celtics to win this game. Um, but when your star players don't show up in the fourth and they basically get eliminated by the heat, they just they got shut down. And, and your highest score in the fourth quarter is Grant Williams. Uh, you're not putting yourself in position to win. And I think that game falls solely on the shoulders of Tatum and Brown, who are supposed to lead them in the fourth and for the second game in a row have failed to do so. Yeah, 100%. Let's get to Grant Williams. If you're Grant Williams, what the hell are you doing poking the bear, man? I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, you, I mean, he's, I'm, he's not an idiot. He should, I mean, I'm sure he's seen what he's done in the postseason. And the last thing you want to do is give this guy any other motivation to do what he did. And yeah, absolutely I mean, turn it on. There are some guys who their roles on the team are specifically to do what Grant Williams does, which is to agitate and hustle and, and get in the, the heads of the other, of the opponent. But you have to know when and where to do that. You can't do that to Jimmy Butler. You can't like Grant Williams wouldn't go up to Kobe Bryant and, and start going face to face with him. That that would be a very bad idea. That is the same thing that's going to happen if you do that to Jimmy Butler, who's playing. He's not, I'm not saying he's Kobe, but he's playing at a Kobe like level these playoffs, especially when the games matter most. And we yeah. saw it with our very eyes tonight. Grant Williams thought he was hot shit got in his face after hitting a three, a one three, and you go after Jimmy Butler, who nobody in the playoffs is playing better than this guy. He's arguably the best player in the world to date, the way he's playing in the playoffs. And you go after him after hitting a three that wasn't even really contested. Like, Grant Williams may have single-handedly cost his team the game <laughs> by that. Jimmy was, wasn't really active offensively before that moment. And the second that happened, Jimmy exploded, just could not miss, especially with him, with Grant Williams guarding him. It was uh, just like, like you, you can be high energy. You can get on the floor. You can play scrappy defense. That's fine. I get it. That's a great role. But to try to get in the head and try to attack Jimmy Butler is such a grave, grave mistake. And I hope he did not learn his lesson. And he tries to do that in game three because it is a death sentence to try to do that to Jimmy Butler. Yeah, I don't, I don't even understand the logic. It's, he hit an open three. Jimmy wasn't even defending him, and he just somehow would talk shit for no and reason. The next thing you know, Jimmy goes full, uh, just full rage, full like he wasn't missing. He was attacking, getting in the paint, getting to his spots, making everything. It, yeah. There was nothing Grant, what Grant Williams could do to defend him. It wasn't even like Grant Williams was playing bad defense. It was just he was helpless. Yeah, helpless. Like there's nobody, nothing he could do to stop Jimmy, and. It's just like I'm a Boston fan. I don't want that guy, you know, checking in for Game Three. Yeah, it was a very Spike Lee, Reggie Miller type moment, which is coincidentally Reggie was calling the game. But that was just, just very, very poor decision making. Yep. 
Joanne, let me tell you something. Listen, so I said on the earlier pod, I said one of the Heat's biggest strengths is for the exception of Jimmy Butler, you really don't know who's going to pop off every other night. And that's and that means you can't really lock in on one guy to cover. And last game, it was Kyle Lowry, 15 points, 13 in the third yeah. quarter. And now tonight, listen to this. For the exception of Jimmy and Bam, you have guys like Vincent who scored nine points, two clutch shots at the end, Max Struess of 11, Caleb Martin with 25, Duncan Robinson with 15. I mean, really, dude. The, Look, the- uh, I, I think that game three, I want to say game three, was the first time where I'm sorry, game one was so there were some stats like first one of the few times that five or four players, sorry, I think it was five players scored more than 15 plus. Yeah, it was Jimmy, Bam, Gabe, Strews, uh, and Kyle all had 15 plus, and it was like the first time you had you know in the in a conference or something like that, and you saw it again tonight. You saw Jimmy explode in the, in the fourth. You saw Bam provide so much offense. Bam had 22, 17, and 9. Yeah. That's Almost ridiculous. a triple double, yeah. That is ridiculous against guys that we thought were he was terrified of and Robert Williams and Horford. He's making them – excuse my language. He's making them their bitch right now. <laughs> uh, and now you're seeing Shrews, who had a quiet night, still had 11. Duncan comes off the bench in 21 minutes, has 15. Caleb Martin explodes for 25. It's just, I'm telling you, up and down performance from so many different guys. And it's, 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 it's just, it's almost unstoppable when, when these, these many different guys are providing, it's just like, what are you going to do? And like you said, there, you don't, you don't know who you, who you need to stop on a given night. But right now I, I can guarantee you who you do need to stop. And that's Jimmy and Bam, because they are showing up at an elite level at a championship caliber level every single night. And they are very, very difficult to defend and to score on. Yeah, I 100% agree, man. Listen, um, look, I, personally, I am kind of shocked. I, I just don't understand why Jalen Brown's not more involved in these games. Um, there's times where he just looks completely lackadaisical out there. Like, he doesn't want the ball. Um, I don't understand it. Personally, at times, he's the best player on this team. And I mean, look, I, I think that on most nights that that is correct. I don't think that was the case tonight. He took 23 shots. He made seven of them. Yeah. Um, he had a very, very poor shooting night, and he had a lot of open looks as well. Um, he just missed – he just – flat out, he just missed a lot of shots tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, he, he didn't look good offensively. Uh, one for seven from the three-point line. Obviously, the fourth quarter was a non, a complete non-factor. He might not have scored at all in the fourth quarter, as well as Tatum. Um, even though Tatum had 34 – it's two nights in a row. Tatum's had thirty plus and had zero fact and has zero uh, impact in the fourth quarter. Yeah, um, and that's you can go ahead and say that's why they've lost both games because their star players haven't showed up. So I think Brown got involved tonight. It just wasn't his night. Um, I expect him to have a good a bounce back game. Game three, he's a. I really like Jalen Brown's game. Uh, every time he he takes a jump shot, I, I fear for my life. Um, but it, tonight was not his night. Uh, which happens, he has those games every now and then, maybe more frequently than he wants. But um, I'm, I'm expecting him to have a bounce back game, game three. But I think that I think Vegas is starting to wake up from a, their slumber a little bit and realizing that these eight and a half, nine and a half spreads are a little too steep. Yeah, I agree. And uh, let's not even talk about ESPN. I gave the Heat a three percent chance yeah, 3% coming into the series. <laughs> they won game one. They went up to five percent. Milwaukee in five games. Like, give me a break. Like, that's so disrespectful. But Jimmy came out and he said after game one, they don't care. They don't give a shit. And, and that's that's the mentality they should have. They know what they're capable of doing. Yeah. Um, 
and they, obviously nobody thinks that they're going to sweep the Celtics. That's obviously a little unrealistic to, to think that's going to happen, even though yeah. it's much more realistic now than it was two games ago. But uh, it's it's they, they know what they're capable of doing, and they know that they can take anybody in the league, which has always been the case, no matter how good Boston has been or how good they are, because they are a good team. But the Heat just fight, and that's what that's the that's the intangible that they have that not a lot of teams have is that they are always going to fight you the whole game. It doesn't matter if you're up ten, down ten. I think they have the highest winning percentage in the league when they're down ten. They've they've won it. They have like after tonight probably a seventy four percent win percentage when yeah. they're down ten points in a game, which is just a ridiculous ridiculous stat. Dude, um, it, there's no there's no lead is safe against these guys. We've seen games where. Milwaukee or, or the New York took a huge lead, 18 points, whatever, and that got cut to six by the end of the game, and it was a, it was a, a fighting fighting man's chance at the end of the game. So, I mean, if Boston wants to win these games, they have to go on their run, and they can't they can't lose it. They have to go up 10, and they have to keep that run going. They got to turn that into 20 because if they yeah. don't, the Heat are going to find their way back almost every single time. Yep. Um, let's quickly before we get into to talk about Game Three in a second here. Um, look. I think the craziest part about this back against the walls is Tyler Harrell is not even playing at all. That's yep. arguably their second best score. And the fact they're doing this without really two key contributors in Harrow and Oladipo who's coming on as late. It, it's pretty incredible, man. It really, really is. Um, I, I, I think that uh, they're, they're going to take their, their they're going to take their sweet time with Tyler Hero in terms of him getting healthy. I, obviously there's no rush to get him back right now. Um, the Heat are playing the best basketball they've played. Uh, probably since the bubble, um, currently, uh, and I, I, I wouldn't rush Hero back. I wouldn't mess with anything in terms of tinkering the rotations and minutes. I agree. Whatever. I mean, Hero and Oladipo out means more minutes for Struess and more minutes for Martin, who was arguably our, our was probably our best offensive player for three and a half quarters tonight. So, uh, you know, I, I, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I like the rotations we have right now. I like the. Like the guys coming in and out of the lineup, it's just it's it's working very well, I may add, and there's no reason to to, to change that. I mean, I don't want to say I, I don't want Hero to come back because he's a good player, especially offensively, but they look so good. I, I don't want I don't want to mix anything up. Well, it's, I also think it's very unrealistic to expect him to. to yeah, if he comes him. back, if he's healthy enough, it wouldn't be until the NBA Finals. But even then, I'm sure that would still be a rush. Broke his yeah, head. exactly. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's. I mean, look, it looks okay. We we look okay. So we thought it was doomsday at the time. But boy, these guys look like the best team in the league right now. Yep, hundred percent. Uh, let's quickly get to game three. Listen, if you're on the Celtics side first, I mean, dude, you're going down 0-2 to Miami, uh, which is shown to be a very very good home home uh, court advantage. Uh, obviously, they have the home court advantage now, winning two games, not one, but two. Uh, in the garden, which is impressive. Um, I'm telling you right now, Trent, they win game three. It's a wrap. Uh, it's no, just... it's a wrap. Yeah. Um, I think, and I think Boston knows that it's, yeah. it's, it's do or die on, on, on Sunday. Um, which is crazy to say. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's do or die Sunday. I expect them to play hard. I expect them to fight the same way they did tonight, at least for most of the game. Um, you know, I'm gonna be honest. Going into this game, I, I thought the Celtics were going to going to win. My prediction. Yes, was I think a lot win. of I think a lot of people not by nine and a half. I I thought nine and a half was absolutely absurd. You know, considering what we've seen from Miami this year, but I expected uh, Boston to come out with a more humble mentality because I think that this, they got humbled in that second half. 
expected them to have a uh, much more of a fight, which they did. They were leading most of the game. Um, but again, it was just another fourth quarter collapse by their superstars. Um, and that's why you see them lose. But um, I, again, I expect them to have the same fight in them on in game three as they did tonight, uh, at least the way they had for three and a half quarters. Um, I expect, and I expect Sunday to be another dog fight. These are two yeah. track teams. Like they, they're going to go after each other. Um, it's, it's, it's a really good matchup. I think, I think both of these teams embrace uh, the toughness of the matchup. Um, and, I, again, I expect it to be the same thing for game three. But let me tell you, that arena, American Airlines Arena, call it whatever you want, that place is going to be rocking. And it yeah. is going to be very, very difficult place to win. That's exactly why they haven't lost a game there all, all postseason. Um, you can say what you want about Boston's fans and the Knicks fans and Miami's fans leaving early, whatever you want to say. No one's beating them in Miami yet. So, well, I don't know you want home court. I, I, that's what I call home court advantage. So, um, I think it's going to be a crazy electric atmosphere. I think the crowd's going to get behind Miami. And it, it's, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see them be favorites for once. But, again, you can never really sleep on Vegas. With these yeah. Lines. But um, I – I, I, I so much. I, I will say this on the flip side: Boston has been very, very good on the road. Um, for sure, playoffs. they've probably been a better road team than they have been a home team. They have. Um, I mean, so we'll we'll see, but it's going to be interesting for sure. My my two cents on the Celtics, real quick. I think they should seriously consider not playing Al Horford um, the rest of this series. I just think he's really holding this team back. I well, mean, he his age is really showing, man. Yeah, well, Bam, Bam's exposing him. Um, yeah, Bam I agree. is playing at which he was not able to do last last postseason. Bam couldn't expose anybody, but it's the complete opposite. These first two games, Bam has just been playing out of his damn mind, man. And I, I don't think that they're going to bench Horford because Horford's getting more minutes than Robert Williams. When they go small, they keep in Horford because Horford can stretch the floor. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they can bench Horford because. After you take out Robert Williams, your next big is Grant Williams uh, or Tim Hauser. And that, no, I don't think you want those guys going up against Bam or Jimmy. So <laughs> um, I think they have to leave in Horford just because when they go small, they still can have a big to extend the floor. Um, yeah. He's struggling against Bam. And this is what we've been waiting to see from Bam the last three years against Boston. Like to just be aggressive and blow by these defenders and get to the rim and be aggressive. It's it's he's finally putting it together. He's just such a complete player. Such a his, his game is so much more refined now. Um, and I really again, man, just, you can't harp on enough the defense that he plays every night. Yeah, Unlike, I, I agree. Anything I've ever seen, especially from somebody in a Heat jersey, like LeBron and Wade, were really good defenders, elite defenders. But they're not doing what Bam is doing. Bam is just shutting down teams by himself. I guess health defense is on ball defense. It's just so – it's extraordinary what, what Bam is doing. So, I could see a lot – still a lot of Horford. Uh, Robert Williams didn't get a lot of minutes either this game. He got a little bit exposed. But yeah, um, I, I still expect to see Horford. They just don't have the depth to take out Horford or, or, yeah. or Williams. They kind of – Listen, so, listen to this, man. Um, just the brilliance of Eric Spolster and how great he's been in this playoffs. I mean, every, he's one of the best coaches in the league for a reason. But this is the perfect example of Spolster. Celtics run a 26 to 5 run until the Heat switched to that zone and Tatum yeah. went to the bench. 12 point lead gone in three minutes and they yeah. came back. 
Just shows you, man. He's zone, not afraid to try anything. The zone is something that not many coaches will do. Of, he always whips it, whips it out of his back pocket when when things are going the other way, because just that one switch up changes. It has to completely change another team's game plan. And the Heat, not only do they play zone, they're good at it. Like they they play the zone very well. And it took Boston a little bit to figure out that to get the rhythm of the zone with that high pick and roll. Which it, it worked, but it, it it took them a while to figure it out. Um, and by that time, the Heat had already gained the ground back, and it was you know back to an easy game. Um, but Spolstra historically always whips out the zone when when teams you know just catch a rhythm in man, um, and it, it it always works. I mean, Spo Spo knows what he's doing there. Um, another thing on on uh, on on Bam. Um, we saw when Bam came off, came out of the game, and Zeller came in. We just saw a complete flip in the rhythm and what this team was able to accomplish and their, their yeah. ceilings. Because Zeller, man, just, he just limits them so much offensively. Yeah, you know, and he tries. I like he tries hard, but he yeah, he just can't. Yeah, do he works hard, but he, he does not have it, man. He just just not a good offensive player. He's a bad offensive player. I wish um, we had Zeller, the Indiana. <laughs> Zeller, he, Zeller was minus eight. Lowry was minus twenty one. Yeah, Lowry was a no show tonight. Lowry did not get a good minutes. Um, yeah. Lowry was zero points, but Bam was plus fourteen. Uh, Gabe was plus twenty. Jimmy plus thirteen. So that's my point, man. You don't. That's the that's the strength of this team. You don't know who's going to show up. Usually, yeah. usually with the point guards, you see who had their impact in the game with the plus minus because it's usually complete opposites between the two of them. Sometimes Vincent's negative and Lowry will be plus twenty seven. Um, that's just how you know. Vincent didn't score a whole much, but he made big buckets and, and he had a, he was plus 20. So um, these guys are stepping up way more than they were during the regular season. Um, and it's, it's, it's really a treat to watch. These guys are, you know, people love to say that if the Heat go to the finals and play the Nuggets, it'll be the most unwatched series or whatever. First of all, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. The Heat, if you're not enjoying watching the Miami Heat play basketball, you're unless you're a Celtic fan, you're crazy. Yeah, these guys, and, these guys are playing how playing basketball the way it is supposed to be played, hard, tough, physical, that's technical, yeah. fundamentally sound. Like they're playing good basketball. They're not just jacking up a bunch of threes and 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 because like they shot, they yeah. shot thirty four percent from three tonight. Like that, they shot nine. They made nine threes. They were nine for twenty six. Like they weren't living and dying on the three tonight. Like this is one of the few games where they didn't shoot very well from three, but they were so good everywhere else, especially defensively. Um, and it's, it's like they are they are so fun to watch. Yeah, listen, I I don't I don't care who we play. If if I don't I don't want to get too ahead, but if they get to the finals, I don't care who we play because we beat the Bucks, and I thought they were the best team in the league. So they can beat them, they can beat anyone. You know, I um, I, I thought I've always thought the Celtics were better than the Bucks. I think they're just a more talented team with more yeah. offensive firepower. But I I always thought the winner of the finals would be an Eastern Conference team. That was because I thought it'd be Milwaukee and Boston, um, because I thought Milwaukee and Boston are Milwaukee, Boston, and the Heat are very similar in the sense that they're very, very tough teams. They're physical and they play great defense. You don't really see that in the Western Conference as much. You see a lot more offensive firepower with the Warriors, Nuggets, Kings. Like those are very, very good offensive teams, but they don't they don't play the same way as those those elite Eastern Conference teams in the sense that. It's just like end to end. It's all out warfare. 
And I thought the Bucks do a really good job of that. I think the Celtics also do a good job of that. I think to me, that's what makes a championship team. Um, so I thought that whoever won the East would have the nod over the Western Conference team. Um, yeah. So what I'm seeing out of the Heat, right? What we're seeing right now is just not something that you see out of the Western Conference team. Like those other, the like the Lakers, and the Nuggets are good teams. Don't get me wrong; they're very good. Nuggets, especially, just are right now. They're on a roll offensively. Yeah. But it's just different when you play Miami. It's different when you play Milwaukee. It's different when you play Boston because they just bring another element to the game that that that, that, that they make you work. And it's it's just different than playing the Lakers than, than playing Miami and Boston. You really, really, really got to work against those teams. Yeah, man. Well said, dude. Uh, any uh, last words before we head on out here? Fuck Grant Williams. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I I think that you know Miami should be very, very happy where they are but it's not over yet they're still yeah, playing 100%. they're still playing a very good team that's very very capable of winning you know most games so they they, they need to act like game three is game seven yeah because it really is if they win game three they're straight it's it's curtains so yeah. if they can if they can get the home crowd behind them um it's and they can win game three then it's the bubble all, all over again. See you in the finals. Yeah, man. 100% agree. Um, listen, man, uh, we got to do an emergency pub because I don't think anyone thought that he would go up 2-0, not even the deep, diehard Heat fans. Yeah. It's I'm pretty like, impressive. Yeah. Pretty, pretty impressive to go to, to go into one of the hardest places to play basketball in the garden to win two games. Um, pretty incredible. Look, I've been in the garden. I, I went to a Boston versus Detroit game in the regular season. Uh, a couple years ago, and that place was um, it was so loud for a Pistons game. <laughs> so I can't imagine an Eastern Conference Finals game. It was loud, man. It is hard to play there, and they have come in and they have just embraced that the last two games.